Welcome back to another edition of the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. It's me, Lynn Testa, and today we're walking through Disney's Hollywood Studios, coming up on the newest land in the studios, Toy Story Land. Let's bring in my favorite toy, one Mr. Jim Hill. Jim, how's it going? I was not the model for Lotso Bear. <laughs> I, I want to straight the, you know, the, get that out there on record again. You know, just because when I sweat, I am, you know, strawberry scented. I, I don't understand what that is. It's a glandular thing, Len. It's a, it's a, my doctor says it's a glandular problem. There we go. All right, Jim. We're, um, we're coming up off of what it was the old Pixar place, making a right into Toy Story Land. It's been open now for five months? Thereabouts. Thereabouts. What, what's, the, what's the general consensus on how well Toy Story Land has met expectations? Just based on the sheer number of bodies a land like this or a new set of attractions like this will literally change the center of gravity in the park oh yeah park. yeah this is this is clearly the most crowded part you can see uh, walking in in fact there are already uh, enough people walking out to almost match the number of people that are that are walking into toy story land that tells you that it was immensely popular also today jim i believe was the first extra morning magic programs really at the studio so they've uh, they've been running for about a month i think but there was one this morning too, and uh, I think I've, I've said this on the show before. My uh, my younger sister Christina went to one with her daughter. Thought it was fantastic. She said it was uh, literally the best one hundred and sixty dollars she'd ever spent in Disney's Hollywood Studios for three rides. Just the sign is an attraction. People are queuing up right. to get their picture taken with Woody and the marquee into this part of the park. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a line of about fifteen people with stanchions roped off. The area is roped off so that people can take take pictures of the entrance sign. You don't see that in Adventureland. No, you do not. So let's, let's wait for the Dwayne Johnson, Emily Blunt movie, and then, oh, then, we, then, we then we'll then regroup we in two years. Then we but oh, we're passing another meet and greet to our left. This is a Holiday Buzz Lightyear. He's got a Santa hat on. Yep. Shout out to Sylvie, who was at the fine-tuning event earlier this month. But Disney made a big deal about Toy Story Land, only open five months, but very first Christmas has its own holiday lighting package. And yep. As Sylvie pointed out, you know, the Christmas lights were already here. Already there. <laughs> All right. So this is more of a holiday decorating package. But yeah. yeah, yeah. The lights were already here. The, uh, the, the holiday lights were already part of the... Uh, but still, go with it, right? It's marketing. They need to come up with something. No, that's exactly. And as you walk through the land, there are things like little green man, alien men, the well, Christmas ornaments. Nice string of lights. The holidays are here and we're still decorating. There. I'm supposed <laughs> to give you an important holiday message. But I have something more important to worry about right now. Falling off this tower! It's a Jenga tower. Uh, I'm glad that the Disney people are actually listening to the show as we're recording it. That's nice. That's a nice thing. There we go. But you have to admire the detailing. I mean, for example, we're standing here at the turn for the Slinky Dog coaster. And you can see the backyard fence. Right. And as a dog goes by. I I, I love the wacky tail on that thing. So, um... By the way, whoever said that was a family-friendly kitty coaster, I want to slap that. <laughs> oh, you, you don't think it is? I was riding it on Sunday night for the for very first time. Just sort of like, well, I, I'm not sure my spleen wanted to end up there, but sure, <laughs> it's there now. I can feel my internal organs moving. This That's is right. fantastic. I mean, this, it, it's a great coaster. Not a kitty coaster, not a family ride. It's, it's a great coaster. Somewhere in the middle, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's a lot of fun. The ride experience is better than Barnstormer. I've heard people say that they actually like it better than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I guess I could see that. I mean, I love the moment in the middle. In fact, you were the one who talk, you know, was initially talking about how you love that power-up moment with the fake 
flames. It's exactly like the toys that we uh, we had we played with in the 70s. Wow, oh, we are passing a gentleman holding a sign for the standby line for Slinky Dog Dash with a time of 95, 95 minutes. minutes. And this is by far the most crowded lane in the park. You see tons of groups to our left, tons of groups to our right. We're seeing um, a huge line for the character greetings. Here you can get your photo taken with Woody and Jesse at the same time. Right, and that was the big that was the big character greeting uh, line back there. We're walking up, Jim, to uh, Woody's Lunchbox, yep. which is the one place to get something to eat in Toy Story Land. What's been the general consensus about this? In sort of the classic theme park way, we've already seen the menu there change. Yep. I'm kind of excited that I can't, in fact, order the giant Mr. Ham cookie that they have on display here. But That, again, is another photo opportunity for parents and kids. Yep. And as we were just saying earlier, it has its own holiday programming. I mean, for example, they've got a cran apple. Tart. Have you tried it, Jim? I have not. Oh my God. The single best holiday offering in the park is this cran apple pop tart that they have here. Really? It, it's, it's a, so it's cran apple cinnamon okay. in a, a, a sort of an elongated, thicker pop tart with holiday icing. So it's got hard sugar icing with uh, more sugar icing on top of that and decor. So like snowflakes and other uh, sort of uh, holiday shapes on it. It is fantastic. Holy cow. Best thing in the park. We'll circle back on that later today. And you may have heard in the background as Len was talking, uh, we are by- Alien Swirling Saucers. And what's kind of intriguing about this for the holidays, the normal music that they do for this attraction, you know the very mournful When She Loved Me song? from uh, Toy Story 2. Yep. Okay, they do a very peppy version over here, so you're like, oh, hey, hey. Oh, wait a minute, this is the one where Jesse was abandoned. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, every third song over here is a holiday perennial. Okay. They fold in, but again, with the same sound, same sound mix. But this was surprisingly fun when we wrote the other night. You liked it? Yeah, I think they, they did. For what it was, it was fine. Yeah. And on the other hand, we could looking across the fence here, that is quite something, isn't it, Len? The, uh, the Green Army Men are uh, performing, and they've got quite a crowd. Yeah, they do. They do. They, they, but I, I was kind of referring to the stuff on the other side of the fence. Oh, the Galaxy of the stuff. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that shortly. But the, uh, the Green Army Men are... Uh, oh, they've got the uh, Pixar bouncing ball. They've got some hula hoops. I think they're ready for just about anything in, in true army fashion. Okay, now, uh, something I want to point out to folks is they have a giant Buzz Lightyear here that just sort of plopped, you know, right inside the park. When Toy Story Land actually opens its blow-through into Star Wars Land, you can land, you can actually see the marquee. Yep. Buzz will be repositioned over there. So in much the same style as you enter, you know, dealing with Woody, coming into the land from Galaxy's Edge, you'll encounter Buzz and he will have the same thing. He'll have his own uh, list of phrases and things he'll be saying to you, all that, so. Oh, fantastic. All right, so the general consensus seems to be Toy Story Land did what it was supposed to do. It's brought some people into the park. It's gonna be uh, the, the exit, we think, for Galaxy's Edge, when Galaxy's Edge opens, and then that's what we can expect of the land. It's, uh, for what it is, it did what it was supposed to. We gave tremendous kid appeal to this park. Watch this park in regard to the Pixar IP. I mean, don't get me wrong, we've got Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opening next spring. In fact, that's supposedly going, they're trying now to get that open in time for the actual 30th anniversary of this, uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. I don't know if they're gonna make it, but that would yeah, be- Yeah, very like September, but- um, Yeah, that's the thing. The, the, the goal initially was 
uh, to have it open. But here we are. <laughs> we, we've met Laurel, and she's eating the uh, the crayon apple, cinnamon crayon apple tart that we uh, wow. we just talked about. That's uh, that's fantastic. All right, Jim, uh, what do we what do we do this? Let's wrap up this episode, and we'll head over to. Grand Avenue, and we'll uh, we'll talk about Galaxy's Edge. Just that sound. That'll be great. All right, folks, you've been listening to the Disney Dish Podcast with Jim Hill. We're produced fabulously by Aaron Adams. Please go on to iTunes or Stitcher and write us a review and tell us what you'd like to hear next. For Jim, this is Len. We will see you on the next show.